We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. For several years now, I've been helping schools implement trauma-informed strategies in their schools. Now, as students are starting to come back to school, the need for this is greater than ever. Here's the thing. I'm not a social worker, and I don't pretend to be. So my training really focuses on practical strategies that you can implement in your school without making your teachers feel like they have to be social workers also. I help schools implement trauma-informed strategies so that fewer discipline referrals fewer dysregulated students, and a calmer, more focused atmosphere. And the best thing is, this training aligns perfectly with ESSER funding, so you don't have to take it out of your school budget. My clients report that they have better sense of how to help their students without adding another thing to their plate. Go to jethrojones.com trauma to read more about it, and let's schedule a chat. That's jethrojones.com trauma. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am excited to have for the second time on the podcast today, uh, Joe Urpelding, who's the uh, former principal of Design 39 Campus. That was episode 247. So you can go to jethrojones.com slash podcast slash episode 247 to get that one. Um, And then today he now works for Thrively. And so we're going to talk about some things related to Design 39, some things not, and we're pretty excited about it. So Joe, welcome to Transformative Principle. Man, super excited. 247. You've been busy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be like episode 400 and 
thirty or something like that. So, oh man, I was hoping it was four hundred thirty-nine. It's just a funny thing, right? Thirty-nine. Four hundred thirty-nine. Hey, <laughs> I'll see if I can help you out with that. We'll, we'll see. We might be able to make it work. Beautiful. Uh, thirty-nine yeah. is a special number for me. That's for sure. Excellent. So, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now at Thrively. Yeah, thanks for asking. So, uh, head of education here at Thrively, and what that means is I open a lot of car doors, <laughs> like I did at. At Design 39, just the idea is just creating new opportunities for folks. COVID has created that space where we're thinking differently and specifically t- thinking about strengths. Uh, oftentimes we say what's wrong with a kid. At Thrive, we want to say what's strong with a kid. And so how do we start with strengths to actually build out that ecosystem? And Thrively starts with different assessments that actually get a 360 view of a kid that says, wow, this is a great story start about you. So instead of saying, hey, what did you do today? I don't know. Hey, tell me about your chess team that you're on. So you actually get this interest, values, aspirations, and then kids start to connect that dot back to uh, their own academics and how they should start to achieve. So that's what we're doing with Thrively. And a lot of that is just what we learned from Design 39 Campus. Yeah, it's one of those things where you can look back in your career and say, wow, I learned a lot at this particular place. I should carry those things with me. And I think that that is one aspect of education that we don't give enough thought to. We don't think about what we have learned from previous places and how it can help us go forward. Why do you think that made an impact on you and you're continuing to carry that work forward at Thrively? Yeah, when you look at Design 39 Campus, it was really founded around this idea of what if. Like, what if we could create a space where where kids are valued and honored and they're actually able to work on really contextual, real world experiences where they're developing agency and curiosity. It's like, wow, I want to be a part of that space. And so how do we keep moving that forward? So good ideas should be amplified. And so Thrively allows us to amplify that good work around knowledge, skills, and dispositions of kids. And we would call it just that that whole child, that whole child experience where we're not just looking at, can they do a math and science problem, but how do they solve problems? like real world problem solver that are really important uh, to humanity. And that's what we would say at Design 39 is uh, life ready, thought leaders who are ready to elevate humanity. Man, couldn't we use a little bit of that right now? Yeah, we absolutely couldn't. It's, It's more than just getting an education for your own sake, but it's also, like you said, elevating humanity. And that's where when you start with the kid's strengths and what is strong with the kid, you can start to see how they can start elevating humanity. Do you have any particular stories about places where you've, you've seen that actually happen? Yeah, I'd love to just share about, we had a group of students, uh, middle schoolers at the beginning of this year, you know, we're in COVID, uh, started as uh, distance learning, and we had probably 10% of the kids not showing up. And so what we leveraged is we said, okay, we're going to discover your strengths. Well, how did we do that? We had them all take the Thrively Strengths Assessment. And then we would do one-on-one conversations with them. Hey, tell me about what you're interested in. And then when you listen long enough, you can actually engage the students who are disconnected and reconnect them. So this one particular student, uh, she was talking about how she really loves service learning and how she wants to make an impact uh, to those who are homeless. Imagine that, right? So she's already struggling herself but she wants to make an impact for others. And so once we kind of connected those dots, she started to show back up at school. And so we connected her with the counseling team. And so just talking about her strengths and interests, re-engaged her back to school. 
Yeah, that, that's something that I've seen so many times also. Um, and because you brought up service learning, we had a situation at my school where kids could choose to do something to make the world a better place. We called it synergy. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. We loved it. And what was really cool was that this group of girls said they wanted to call themselves Magnificent, magnificent Eagles, which was our mascot was the Eagles. And they just wanted to go out and do service. So they wanted to volunteer different places. They wanted to just be out serving other people. That was what they were all about. And so that's what they did. And it was so cool because they got release time from school to go to the animal shelter as part of their school day to spend time serving the the animals there. That was cool. And then they did a couple other things that I won't go into, but what was so cool was these girls who they just like blossomed and like became like these powerhouses that I just didn't see from them the previous year. And that year they were like, they were speaking more. They were out and about more. They were drawing attention to themselves in a positive way. The kind of things that you want kids to do. And it's like, they came out of their shell and stopped being shy, little scared girls and be started becoming turning into these independent strong women that they that they had within them all along and it was because they were actually connecting into something that they cared about and like you said elevating humanity as well and go back to that question of what if and how that relates to identifying their strengths and and what you should be looking for with that I appreciate that question. And it makes me uh, reflect on what you just shared about students creating impact, that it was meaningful, that it's personal. And that's really what we've been thinking about. It's not personalized learning, learning that is personal to you. And how do you create learning that is personal to you? Well, you have to start to like discover and wonder. Typically, kids are told about who they are, right? And what they do they don't often reflect on like, really, who are they? What's their identity and what makes them unique? And so then that's the the power of a collaborative experience is that I can step into this space because I have a superpower. I have a superpower that I can bring to my group and I can be counted on and you can count on me and I can count on you. And that's what's so great about this opportunity is when one, you have to find a need. And that's why we use design thinking. And so we say, what if, you know, what if I could go help this community? What if, yeah, and so there's this space of wonder. And then that's the place to find that need and go discover it. And then do a quick design sprint and see what comes out of that. And then within that, you see that positive intention and that positive attitude that comes because I'm a contributing member of society. That's, that's fulfilling. Like this idea, this positive attributes that you have is really, really powerful. And so that's what we try to, to capture is really having positive intent that kids don't want to disconnect. They want to reconnect. And it's our responsibility to make that happen. And that's why we hack language. Like we start with like, what if, but what I mean by that hacking language is typically we would say, oh, this little girl that I was talking to you, this middle schooler who was disconnected. Oh, that's an at-risk kid. That's what we say, at-risk kid. Well, no, this is an at-promise kid. It's our responsibility to find the promise within each individual. And so the burden is on us. And that's why I would share is that this what if, and that gives you a lot of opportunity to kind of discover and create the future. Yeah, well, and and that's where, as we talked about earlier, when kids have a really positive experience or when anybody has a really positive experience, they take those things with them. And so just a couple of weeks ago, as we're recording this, I watched a little reunion 
webinar with the people who did the most likely to succeed movie. And it was, it was awesome. Ted Dintersmith who, who brought everybody together was there and the two students, uh, Samantha and Brian, who were the main focuses of that movie were there talking about what they're doing now. And I got to tell you, it was so cool to see how they found value and meaning in their high school experience that then took them down a different path. And so Brian is now a, a move a film director. And so he had that experience to like ask all these questions of the documentarians who were there. And Samantha is working on a PhD in astronomy or something like that, which had nothing to do with the play that she was creating in the movie, but had everything to do with her finding something that mattered to her. And that's what she's focusing on now. And that's where it's like, nobody could have predicted that's where these kids pass would lead them. But what they did early on is they gave them an opportunity to make choices for themselves, find their uniqueness, find their superpower, and then make it possible for them to have aspirations for something in the future. That just gave me goosebumps. Like that story is so awesome. <laughs> it when you think awesome. about it, it's like they were just set up for success. That's yeah. it. Right? They set them up for success and they had that opportunity to be life ready, no matter what came their way. And they want to go make impact, I bet you. And so that is so darn cool. I love what uh, he has shared in the past, that being Ted, is that the community is the text. The community mm-hmm. is the text. That is the curriculum. So how do we leverage the ecosystem with which in we live and make that part of our learning experience. Awesome. Yeah. It was really powerful to see and really exciting to, to watch. And so, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and we're interested in that movie or what came of it, what school could be.org, there's a little community there where you can go learn about how people are doing this stuff out in the real world. Cause it is happening all over the place and it takes some, some effort to do it, but it's totally worth it because of what you see from the kids as they go through a process like that. John Cat Educational supports high quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says Stop Talking and Start Doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast. Um, So let's talk about helping our kids prepare for the future. And one of the things you said is asking the question, what do we want our kids to value five years from now? How do you, how do you even approach that when we can't predict the future? We don't know where they're going to be. But how do we start figuring that kind of stuff out? I always think that's kind of funny. We don't know what the future is going to hold. Yeah, it's the one that we create. So it's the future is the space we mindfully create, period. Like, otherwise, you're going to be just a, a captive audience in someone else's adventure. 
So how do you go create that future? Well, you have to do a lot of discovery and inquiry and you have to have basic knowledge, skill and dispositions, right? You have to be able to read and write and mathematics and all these kinds of things. But ultimately, you need to be able to be a problem solver. And so go create the future. Don't wait for it to happen. So go discover it. Um, and I think that's kind of the interesting place when you have that what if approach is that you can start to apply and create the future. And so that's often what I do. I'm a reality distorter is how do you distort the current reality to make something new and different? And so you can take people from what didn't exist to now it exists. And that's what's really captivating for me. And so how do you get kids to create that space that didn't exist before and um, discover that everybody has ideas, but it's those who put those ideas into action and you're going to fail miserably. And that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. It's called learning. (laughs) That's called learning. And we have this phobia of failure. And no, we actually start with failure in our design process. Start with failure, like right at the gate, embrace it, give it a big giant hug. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you'll be able to like say like oh that felt really awesome and uh i was about ready to vomit on my shoes but yeah now look at me on the other side of this adventure so yeah. that's why we want kids to just embrace embrace ambiguity because if you can navigate ambiguity you can really work through all these challenges COVID has taught us that man did anybody yeah. have any kind of solutions no man we're just creating them that was the future yeah. and to go say yeah. we don't know what it is yeah i would i would hazard a guess it's the one we create yeah, I, I really like that approach. I have a friend who's a um, an app developer, and he says that people are always pitching him ideas about what kind of apps he should make and everything. And his response is always, he is so free with ideas. Ideas are, he says, a dime, a, they're so cheap because you can, anybody can come up with an idea. It's somebody who actually does something with it that you really want to be drawn to because, and this goes back to my experience with those kids where we were doing synergy, where they would have these ideas and they were these grand ideas. But when the kids actually did the things they were talking about, I was like, okay, there's something special there. Cause that kid actually figured out how to overcome all these obstacles. And you're right about starting out with failure because that's where they all were. They all failed. The very first thing they did, it was no good. And and those who said, all right, that didn't work. What can I do now? They're the ones who you knew were had a bright future. And here's the amazing thing, Joe. That was almost every single kid. That's the crazy part. Almost every single kid persevered, pushed through, and tried to make something happen. And the kids who gave up that we would think are most quote unquote lazy middle schoolers. Now, there, there were like three, maybe four out of my whole school who just like threw their hands up and said, I'm not doing this. Everybody else was pushing forward, persevering. Where, why do you think that's the case that kids are ready to persevere and push through, even though we don't give them the credit for being that? Yeah, I would imagine that you have created the culture within your ecosystem that allows kids to be successful. And I think we kind of forget that oftentimes is that we just go down the pathway of here's the curriculum, here's the standards, now go give it to kids and they're going to go amplify their awesomeness. I know that's, that's way too simplistic and way too simplistic for a complex thing called learning. Uh We put all kinds of funny things in front of learning and nothing against, you know, what they've done at high tech high and all those other places, deeper learning. Well, let's just describe learning first before we start talking about what deeper learning is. So it's, it's actually really a curious word when you talk about what is awesome learning. Right. And so I think that's the spaces where you start to know kids and 
go back to what their strengths are, even those three kids that were disconnected, if they probably took a strengths assessment and they took a multiple intelligence assessment and they took a habits of mind and they took a RIASEC and they started like, whoa, these are things I'm knowing a little bit more about myself. And then you can have a conversation that might pivot the access to them. Then you're actually like, whoa, I think you should try this on. Let's go figure it out. But they've been in a space of continual failure where they haven't seen what success looks and feels like. So you have to help kids navigate into a a space, ultimately, of success. So I think that's what's preparing them for that, because ultimately, failure sucks if if it happens to you every single day, every single moment. And that's what happens to kids in a typical education setting who might not be really great at math, but that's how they are valued. And so, man, we need to change that scenario and change that storyline for kids. Now, yeah, Yeah. great if you're awesome at math. Go be awesome at math. But you know what? We're not just made up of our head. We have all these other parts about our body, right? Go be a filmmaker. Go be whatever it is, right? Go be awesome. Yeah. When I I talk to schools about uh, summer school, for example, no kid likes being told they're dumb all year and then going to school more in the summer and being told they're dumb again. And that's essentially what our typical summer school is set up as kids who didn't, who weren't successful during the school year need extra time and more work to show that they can be successful in this thing. And when that's how you approach it, like every kid is going to say, no, I don't, I'm not interested in that. And so a couple of weeks ago in the mastermind, I run a, a principal was asking, how do I get kids to want to come to summer school? And I'm like, man, you got to make it so that it's actually appealing. If they're just going to be told they're dumb again for six more weeks, (laughs) nobody wants to sign up for that. And if it is more of the same, that's exactly what's happening. So do camps, do workshops, do whatever else you want to call it and let that academic stuff go in. Sure. But really focus on the things that you and I have been talking about today so far. It's about connecting the dots back to the kids' strengths and then actually having them apply it in a way that's meaningful to them. And that's why project-based learning is done well, is actually a really strong tool uh, where they're Mm -hmm. doing these simple projects and then they're seeing that how that's connected. So design, we would actually call it process-based learning. What's the process of the learning that you're engaging throughout that experience? Because we don't also want to hold the project in itself, like, and then everything has to fit underneath that. And it's like becomes super overwhelming for the teacher. What's the process of the learning that ultimately gets kids to be high quality thinkers and reflectors and kind of analysts and all those things that are great that we know are really important to the workforce, which is, can I work on across lines of difference? Like if we disagree, do I know how to navigate that space? Because that's really important. Because if you don't, you probably won't have a job. Can I persist? Can I work through ambiguity? So all those things that are important, and that's what project-based learning really allows to happen. And yeah, we have those baked in in Thrively, which is really kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. So one of the other things you mentioned was giving kids different assessments to help them see different aspects of themselves. You mentioned Shrinks Finder earlier. You mentioned the Thrively assessment, multiple intelligences, all these different things. And what I appreciate about you saying so many different options for that is that none of those tests really matter on their own, but as they are applied to a specific person, they can become very powerful. One that I love is the disc personality profile, which gives you different in insights. Another one that I'm learning about now is the Enneagram test. And those things, all they do is they help you understand more about yourself and it's not like any one of them is the be all and end all. And that's, that's the quote unquote answer <laughs> they all give insight. And, and I appreciate you saying to use multiple of them 
because they help you see something different. And if a kid gets multiple pieces of data saying, this is something that you're good at, they might be more willing to try that thing, even if they might have thought that's not something they're interested in before. That's just it right there. You're giving them a kind of 360 view of opportunity. And then Mm -hmm. they start to see, and that's what school typically does pretty good. It says, here's the breadth of curriculum we offer, but we don't connect it back to the strengths of the kids, right? So there's a, there's a disconnect there that we need to reconnect. And, uh, you know, we've done that in multiple different ways. You have math. Now you're doing science and now you're doing language arts. It's like totally disconnected curriculum, which is never invented that way. Right. You look back to what the, uh, what they were doing back in the old days, right? When they were looking at cre- trying to create a light bulb and things like that, they put the engineer with the creatives, with the architects, with the, like everybody would work together and everybody needs to kind of have that interdisciplinary approach. So that's, that's this challenge and that's a struggle. But yet what we do, you're a single subject teacher. Right. How brilliant is that? <laughs> yeah. Focus single. on just this one area so that nothing else matters besides your specific content. No, I need to get to my single subject expertise after college, like after I'm kind of like digging into it, but I need to know the domains of everything and how they all work together. But man, we do that so early to kids and get them the single subject expertise. No, I want you to be spiky. And man, Mm -hmm. I think that might be really early to get them to be spiky, but what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) So um, the last question that I ask in each interview, which I've asked you before, I'm curious to see what your answer is this time. I don't know if you prepared or not, but what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? Pause and listen and look around the table where you having conversations and say, who's not at this table right now? So if you can look and say like, who's not represented, whose voice is not here. Like we don't need to give kids a voice. They all have a voice. We just need to step back so they can step up. And so that's what we're looking for is who's not at the table. And I can tell you, inevitably, it's the kid. So let the kid step up. Yeah, very good. Well, Joe, appreciate the conversation again today. Anything you want to pitch or give people ways to contact you before we sign off today? Yeah, you can just find me at joe at thrively.com. That's thrive with L-Y. People always say, hey, Thrively, that's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, reach out to me, joe at thrively.com. And uh, just really appreciate the opportunity, um, you know, because it's about how do we do this work together? So thank you for creating the space for us to learn together. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. This has been wonderful as always. Hey, middle school principals, what if I told you that all your teachers had to do to teach your students really valuable social and emotional competencies was just press play? In Control SEL is a fully automated video curriculum that teachers and students absolutely love. And that's because it's easy. And it looks just like a Netflix or a YouTube show. So all you have to do to hear about how it can completely transform your school is schedule your call. Tell us Jethro sent you and you'll get 20% off if you feel like it's a good fit. So go now to www.incontrolsel.com slash strategy call to schedule your call today. The link will be in the show notes. Do you want to simplify your school's technology? 
save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.